What's up, everyone? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. What's up, everyone? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. For today's episode, I got to sit down with Minneapolis producer and multi-instrumentalist Zora to discuss her forthcoming debut, Z1, coming June 17th via Get Better Records. We got to talk about the album's creation process, the different genres she explores, collaborations, and a whole lot more. Without further ado, here's my interview with Zora on the Ear Coffee Podcast. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Yay. Very excited to be here. Finally, after weeks of us kind of just testing the flexibility yes. of our schedules, oh but yes. I'm glad we were able to make it work. Yes, so um, sorry. <laughs> it's, no one has to apologize. It's okay. all good. Just glad we were able to get... Sure. I almost said in the studio. This is the dining room. We don't have a studio. Um, <laughs> so for anyone listening, maybe hasn't seen your music, hasn't checked out the album yet, um, let's just get things started with an introduction, your name, what do people need to know, uh, pronouns, just kind of any key details, just to kind of yeah. get us off on the get us off to the races. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Zora. I use she/her pronouns. 23. Um, I've been writing music for almost, or for officially seven years now, as of this year. Uh, officially? How, yes. How do you qualify, like, officially versus unofficially? Is that, like, just stuff <laughs> that you've maybe, like, released or just felt more confident about? or? Um, I think, yeah. So a lot of it, I didn't really start writing music until I was 16. Okay. Um, so it was like, I grew up in a musical family, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I started doing, like, my original music at in 2015. Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit more of a demarcation line. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> Um, you already kind of touched on this, um, mentioning you have a musical family, but I always find that anyone who writes, performs, creates music in some capacity has had just a really deep connection with music mm. for a long time, pretty much often since youth. Um, when did you first feel that connection on a deeper level? And when did you kind of first feel like music was something that you had, that it was yours? Because mm. sometimes when you're growing up, like, oh, my parents like this and we listen to it like at home or in the car. Like you have friends maybe that are like are listening to stuff, but you haven't quite claimed it for yourself yet. Yes. Do you remember those first couple of times that kind of made those early moments where you really felt like, oh, this is something that I love that I want to pursue? Yeah. Um, I think I my connection to like writing music and like my own music really came because I was homeless for a little bit. Um, it I kind of used it as a way to get out the feelings that I was feeling mm-hmm. initially during that time. Um, back in like 2013, my mom and I ended up losing our housing. Um, and I was always like a fan of music. I've always loved like multiple genres, like mm-hmm. rock, hip hops, like metal, like a lot of, you know. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really find a connection for myself until after that experience. Okay. Um, I, my first ever song I wrote was called Picture Perfect. And it was like touching up on like all of those kind of things. It was so like therapeutic to mm-hmm. write because I was like, I'd never felt a medium that I'd connected to that way and was also able to just express exactly how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of the the beautiful thing about it. You're finally <laughs> able to articulate, oh, this is what I've been trying to say this whole time. Right. Yes. Now it's finally happening. <laughs> um, when you were growing up um, in LA, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you have a very extensive little bio on the Get Better website, so we'll kind of gloss <laughs> over some of that. If people want to read the pre-written copy and everything, you can go online, but this is a podcast. So... Um, <laughs> When you were pursuing kind of your initial musical experiences with, I guess, more like quote unquote traditional forms of music, um, with like playing piano or going into like just a lot of vocal training to do even some operatic stuff, it seems like. Yeah. Um, 
do these how do these experiences inform how you were approaching music once you started writing and it really felt like yours and even the music you've been making since that time over the past like five seven years or so how's have has there been any overlap or is that just kind of like that's my past that is a different <laughs> era like obviously you're not doing opera anymore but <laughs> yeah i think a lot of i think i kind of i honestly just view that as kind of like a blend of or almost like a like like a cocoon into becoming a butterfly of okay. like how i am now <laughs> um like i feel like in my music now i kind of use a lot of combinations of different vocal styles whether it's like opera vocal jazz um mm-hmm. like pop vocals r&b like hip hop elements um i think i kind of use a lot of the it like i especially when it comes to piano all of my music i write is like on piano mm-hmm. so okay. i usually like I need, I'm glad that I had the training that I did when I was yeah. younger because it's like, okay, I have this now and now this is like the founding kind of sound for yeah. my original music, Yeah, which and has been really fun. You, yeah. you're, you're kind of able to like blend all these things and just like you've had these skills that you've developed and even if you're not like, I guess one of them is really popping out and like being very distinctly heard, they're all present because yes. you're the one singing. I mean, you're the one writing the music. Yes, exactly. Um, when you first started writing kind of for developing your songwriting voice and di- diving into that what were some of the things that i guess were rewarding about that when you, you mentioned that it just finally felt like you were communicating some things you've been trying to communicate and that clarity was kind of arriving but what was so what was the initial kind of reward of that and maybe this is an ongoing thing because you've continued to make music since then obviously yeah. <laughs> I think it's really been kind of um, rewarding in so many different ways. It also just is the most like authentic version of myself, mm-hmm. which is something that I've always strived for. Like since I was like a kid, I always like my big theme for me as a kid was just feeling like I was living like a different life, but I didn't actually live my life. Um, but since I've been writing music, it just it's been so rewarding for myself and also just in addition to that, the fact that people like my original music <laughs> has been really cool. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, you know, it's one thing to just write and like that, that was enough for me. And like, I, you know, I will write so many songs just like by myself mm-hmm. with, on piano or whatever, like to myself. And I'll just record them on my phone and just mm-hmm. keep them. Yeah. I think I have like 70 probably like oh, in boy. the vault. <laughs> but like when I do release music and it's also part of that original sound and people also like what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. that is so like fulfilling and it just feels so like amazing to just be supported in yeah. like my own journey absolutely you know? yeah um so when i was looking in just trying to like figure out where z1 especially because that's the album that you just released that we'll talk about more um i found that you so you'd actually been releasing music for quite some time you've had a couple of eps and some mixtapes that were released but maybe i just wasn't looking in the right places or digging <laughs> deep enough but usually if it's hard to find like Kind of leave it at that, <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> um, looking back, just from now, especially in the wake of releasing a new album and everything, how do you view these previous kind of, I guess, growing releases? These experiences that were, I'm sure, informed where you were coming to now, maybe not. Um, but how do you view these releases, these, these EPs and mixtapes now, just from your current vantage point here in 2022? Yeah. I think when I was growing up and still kind of finding my sound, I hated everything I released. <laughs> like literally, like I would release a song, I would love it for like a day, and then as soon as it was out, I was like, "Oh, that's like that's not me anymore. Like that's I'm different." Like da da da, and just like release a new song. 
Um, but now that I've kind of felt more established in my sound and like my creativity, um, looking at the past project, I think the first EP I released, oh yeah, also they're not anywhere. So don't, okay. yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I like took them all down yeah. in like 2020. Um, but I released my first EP when I was um, 15 mm-hmm. and that like, looking back at that, cause I have it on my computer still and I'll ever, I'll go back and listen to it every yeah. now and then. It's just so like, it's good to hear because I can hear kind of the foundational influences that I was pulling from. A lot of my earlier stuff was very heavily influenced by like Jill Scott, um, Prince, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. like Lauren Hill, um, like really like powerful, like black artists from like the nineties and before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely hear like the influence in that place, but I think um, my sound has sounded more myself as of like this, as of Z1. Yeah. Um, but before then, like I, it's every time I look back, I'm just like, Oh, like she's so little. I'm like, Aww. Oh my God. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with kind of those genre, I guess the different genres you were playing with then and were influencing you then those influences have carried over. But I think like a lot of the musical palette has, become very like I've dabbled a lot with electronic music and just kind of the different production styles. Um, how did you first kind of get introduced and first dive into, I guess that more digital kind of sound like we're working. I'm, I'm guessing you probably work within a DAW within an audio system and everything. That's basically my depth of knowledge for that. Um, <laughs> but how did you kind of go from those influences and start combining them with the other influences, I guess that have maybe become more apparent with, Z1 and with the music you're creating more recently now. Yeah, I think I I feel like electronic music, I really started to get more involved when I listened to more like popular music. Um, I was, I didn't really know anything about like pop culture until I was like, uh, like 14, 15. Like I was like heavily just like not, like not involved at all. <laughs> so once I, honestly, once I really started to listen to like more like hip hop production, mm-hmm. that was so influential because the amount of like beats that they were able to create with only like a DAW, with like yeah. Logic Pro, with Ableton, um, even like Reason, mm-hmm. like especially the first album, Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid Med City album, there were so many different genres and different ideas on that album, but they were mm-hmm. all produced like electronically, which I was like, okay, yeah. like this, you can do electronic music and have it be so vast mm-hmm. and also so simple at the same time. Um, I think as I kind of got into more like hip hop, um, especially with Sophie and her music production as mm-hmm. well, um, it was just it was so good for me to see because I was like okay like this like all of these ideas that I thought I had to have like a full band orchestra like mm-hmm. all these things to like create I'm like I don't have the money to do that but now I it's like you just have logic you just make you know whatever yeah. you want to make and it, it can be so many different things so many different genres of music yeah, and like yeah. especially with Sophie like basically just one person is yes. making all the music performing all the vocals just doing everything yes. on their own which Obviously, you don't have anything against collaboration because we'll talk about those features in a moment here. But totally. it's yeah, very eye opening to realize oh, you can just it's it's a huge opportunity I think for musicians now versus yeah, back in the day where you had to get like a full orchestra back in like the forties, right, fifties. <laughs> like got to sing on the radio now. So with kind of I guess closing the gap of time now, um, you were in L.A. I believe you went to school on the East Coast, and um, but what led you to Minneapolis specifically? Yeah. Um, did you spend time here before or was it just kind of like pick a point on the map or just 
wanted to go to Minneapolis always. Totally. Um, I I was born in Chicago. I've always loved the Midwest in general. Um, but I initially, when I was like 19, planned to move to Chicago. Okay. I was like, I'm going to drop out of school, move here, and just like hang out and just like make music <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, but I came here in September of, or sorry, October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I like immediately like, fell in love with the city and I started to find like my own community here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a little bit up in the air when I first moved here, just because I was like mid pandemic, of course. Um, I had just left school mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, how, like, do I want to stay here? Should I just move somewhere else? Should I move back to LA or mm-hmm. like, should I live and stay with my mom? Like there's so many different options. Um, but I think what's kept me here is really like the community around me and like all of my family here now. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's always good to hear. We're very biased, <laughs> very pro Minneapolis, pro Twin Cities. <laughs> um, so I want to ask this before we, I guess, get a little deeper into Z1 and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but when you really, you released it initially, initially in 2021, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that... Like it was pretty much just done and then it was just re-release now that you're working with Get Better, the label that is releasing the tapes and helping promote the new music. Um, talking more about them later too, but was that the main reason or was there another reason to just kind of give it more of a the due attention that it deserves yeah. now that there's a little, maybe more space? I don't really I don't really know. Totally. So yeah, so Get Better signed me in January of 2022 of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had initially released it. It was a Scorpio album. I released it <laughs> last October. Um, and I had, they had been songs that I've been sitting on for like years. Um, the first ever song I released on Z1 was um, Perfect. Okay. And that one I released in the beginning of 2020. Um, as an EP with Scoundrel. Mm, and then okay. I released Run It Up in 2020. Like, it was like a whole discography. <laughs> um, but I ended up reaching out to get better um, right after my album release. And I was like, hey, like, very, like, very casual. Like, what's mm. up? Like, I'm Zora. Like, check out my music if yeah. you want to. Like, have a great day. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> just tag them on my album. And they, like, listened to it and actually got back to me. And they're like, what if we re-release this album? Because we want it to, like, hit like a little bit bigger yeah. like when it comes to like the the marketing mm-hmm. and i was like yeah period i'm so yeah. down yeah um so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a simple but effective reason just like yes. yeah let's give it the attention it deserves <laughs> oh thank you um, yeah <laughs> so you mentioned this just now um with these songs just having been in the works for such a long time mm-hmm. uh, when did you first start kind of sketching out the initial ideas that would like whether it's the lyrics and the music or the production and the beats everything when did these start taking shape what was kind of like the timeline mm. for a lot of these um especially given it sounds like it's been a while now their their long journey to find a home on an album and everything yes <laughs> um i think z1 like the version that is now kind of started becoming a thing in um 2020 okay um i there were so many albums that i wanted to release before then because before this one i had released one in like 2017 and mm. then took it down um but after that, I was like, I want to make an album that feels more authentic and more like original and, you know, creative. Mm-hmm. There, it went through so many different titles. It was called like Girl Mode at once. It was like Good Music for Good People. It was called like Dollhouse at one point. <laughs> like there were like so many different names that this album was given. But every time I would like talk about it, I was just like, oh yeah, like that's Z1. But I was like, it's gonna, like, I'm just calling it Z1 because it's my first album, but I'll name it something else. Um and right, and Here then we I was are. like, right, like actually, like Z One, like because it's it doesn't have like a specific name, it doesn't have a specific title or anything. It's like this is Z One, like mm-hmm. this is my first album. Yeah. Um, 
You think you're going to continue that trend? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in the works. Definitely. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Um, I, the first song that I wrote for Z1 was actually in um, 2018. Um, yeah. So it's, I wrote that on piano. It was just a ballad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even expect to actually put it on the album alone was the first yeah. song. And I ended up writing lyrics to it in 2020. And I was like, oh, this is like solid like this is a really good song and i was like i can use this as an interlude and yeah it just ended up like i would say like really four years is like what's gone into this yeah. album so, yeah yeah <laughs> the presidential terms worth that's oh yeah a lot of work <laughs> kind of going on this you mentioned especially uh with that with alone piano was what kind of led you into the world of that song when you're first kind of conceptualizing first thinking out whatever is going to turn into a song and especially given the lots of different musical ideas and all the different genres you're pulling from, even on the same song. When you sit down to work on a song, do you already kind of have an idea? You're like, okay, I want to make a song that's my version or like my attention, like my, I'm going to play in this kind of realm, in this genre, or does that become apparent, I guess, more after the fact? You're like, oh, I've made a song and it just kind of happens to be, this is a little, one's a little bit more like would fit with like, stuff like the uh, Mia has the, the rap uh, verses on there, it has a couple of features or some are more, like the very piano-driven ballads, like you're covering all your bases. When does when you kind of realize what musical form is going to fit each song? Is it more when you're first starting or after the fact? Kind of yeah, in the depths. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> it's a very it, long-winded question. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I think it kind of depends on the song. I feel like there are certain songs that I kind of know how I want them to sound. Like off the bat, like perfect was when I was like, I want this to be like a weird, spacey, like pop ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, and um. Others like happiest I've ever been. I was like, I want this to be rock, like yeah. easy. Like I was like, I need this to be a rock song, um, with all around the world, like pop, run it up, hip hop. Yeah. Um, but Icarus is like the last song of that album, and it was originally just a piano ballad, okay. very very soft, very like mellow. Um, but as I started producing it, I decided to add synthesizers to it mm-hmm. to like give it more of a big sound. And I was also listening to Mitski at that time, so I was like, <laughs> okay, like let me let me see how I can like amp this up a little bit. Um, and I ended up kind of going into like a different direction with it and turning it more into like a really like heavier like rock like pop rock song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it it really depends on how. Also, it, it really depends on how much time I've taken on the song. I feel like with Icarus, I wrote it like the month before I recorded it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with All Around the World, I been writing that song for two years and I was like I know how this sounds like I've been just trying to figure out how to make it you know how to execute it but Mm -hmm. yeah I think yeah yeah um specifically I also want to ask about uh the use of guitar because that's you mentioned happiest I've ever been and just introducing that and like you recently started, you taught yourself guitar in the last couple of years, correct? Oh, yeah. So yeah. actually, it's like during Z1, I was like writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Learning kind of play guitar. Yeah. Uh, how did that kind of start in, uh, I guess, entering into your musical language and lead itself to uh, make songs like Happy Stuff Ever Been or even like you were saying with the closing track, becoming a little bit more of a pop rock, a little bit more instead of just the piano ballad? Um, was that something you kind of anticipated or was that, again, something that kind of revealed itself once you were just really playing a lot of guitar and just spending a lot of time with that instrument. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to shout out my cousin. <laughs> um, my cousin, Michael, um, has played in um, bands since I was like a kid. He's a guitarist. Okay. Um, and he played in a band called Griever at one point, North Carolina. Now he's in Nodachi. Okay. And I would always, like when I was a teenager, I'd always go to his band practices. And mm-hmm. I was like just obsessed with the sound of guitar and like bass and drums all together. 
Um, but I was just upset because I couldn't figure out how to like do that. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I'm a piano kid. Like I like I can never play guitar, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but um, as I started making this album, I just thought about him and I thought about like the kind of sounds that he pulls from. And I was like, oh, like you can actually like it's not as hard as I thought it was initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the first song that I wrote on guitar was Happiest I've Ever Been. Um, or sorry, nope, actually Into the Road. Oh, oh okay. yes, yep. Yeah. But then that one just turned into like a different one. Mm-hmm. But Happiest I've Ever Been has guitar in it. Yeah. Um, and I like started playing it. It took like 50 tries, honestly. Like just for the simplest guitar line, I like the finger, like I just could not get my fingers I, to I like. I feel that, yeah. Yeah, it was just not <laughs> happening. Um, but I eventually got it and I started like clipping it together and I was like, okay, now this sounds good. Like, yeah. okay. Um, and then by the time I got to Icarus, it was like, okay, now I like I get the flow. I was practicing like all before recording. And then once I got to recording, I would just do it like right then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it like mostly making this album on your own? Because I mean, you obviously have a few features on there. I guess at least a few collaborators, but it's pretty much just been you. Do you think, was that another conscious decision really making sure this is the most authentic, the most Zora album you could possibly make at the moment? Or was that more, I mean, there were reasons why we couldn't not, we couldn't go out and collaborate with people, but <laughs> um, was that something that just kind of you, you fell into? Um, have you really thought about that a lot? Yeah. Um, just yeah. very one person project. It's very definitively you. Yeah. Um, I've like always been a DIY person. I produce like every song on Z1. <laughs> um, I think like with my friends, cause Maya and I, we, we like, we didn't oh, Maya. Together. Okay. My bad. Oh, no worries. Um, we, we went to college together mm-hmm. and like, we've always just had like very similar production styles and I like any album I release, I'm like, I want Maya on there. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Z1 and like with any of my albums going forward, I just, I really want to. I feel like I'm the only person who can really like embody like what I want to hear because it's like so I also just don't want to put that on anybody else like I need you to make this sound like this but also like with a hint of this because it's like okay that's too picky like an essay of just like here's the here's how I want this to sound yes exactly (laughs) um so like all the production like I just it's something that I really want to make sure that I can kind of execute because I have so many different thoughts in my brain Mm -hmm. and so many different like ways that I want to execute things. I was like, I just, I'm just going to do it. And like, I, I actually taught myself how to use a doll when I was like 13, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I've like, I've been, I've known how to do it. It's mm-hmm. just gotten like easier and like yeah. better as I've gotten like older. Yeah. Um, but I also just want to like, thank like all of my, like my mixing engineer, Kurt Cavatero, and then um, my mastering engineer, Kurt and Joe Begala okay. as well. Cause they did all of the like mixing, mastering, yeah. all the, did the extra like the pop the stuff that makes it pop yeah, you know <laughs> exactly that's a whole nother realm that like i i can barely even think of it's like oh the engineering itself is already so yes. so time consuming and needs to be done so or is, is so important and then you're like, oh there's like two other steps that i I don't, I don't even know how to do yet um <laughs> do you think this is how you're going to continue to approach music going forward just still keeping it very much like keeping it authentic keeping it this is your vision or I guess, would there be a version where like you have, I don't want to say like a band necessarily, but like just open it even more to collaboration and just really open kind of the floodgates where it's like, it's still you, it'll always still be you, but have just more folks, I guess, bring in their kind of respective styles, understandings, musical approaches into your universe. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely am so open to collaboration. Um, I know, like, just I I look up to so many like self-produced people, like Tyler the Creator, mm-hmm. Pharrell, like um, Sophie. Um, there are so many like artists that 
um, or even like Billie Eilish and like Phineas, yeah. like the like their dynamic and like mm-hmm. they produce all of their own stuff. I'm like, I want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to make my own stuff, like yeah. for Tyler or SZA, you know, yeah. where she writes all of her own things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely open to collaboration though, and like I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to like the the future Z's. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think um, I am. I'm definitely excited to like kind of grow and invite more people to collaborate with me. I think, mm-hmm. and just want to collaborate with other people as well. I like used to produce for people when I was growing up, but I've just been so like like swamped up, like like caught up with my own stuff. Yeah. That I just haven't had the time, but. Yeah, that's understandable. Yes. <laughs> um, with the collaborators on Z1 with uh, Maya and um, Petey, 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 Petey. Um, yeah. with those two folks, um, met Maya in when you're at school. But how did those collaborations come together on uh, Running Up and Happiest, and then um, on Burn? Yeah. Um, so those are two of like my best friends. Literally, like Peyton's like my twin, or Petey. Yeah, Petey's yeah. my twin. <laughs> um, but we had we but we all went to the college together. Okay. Um, and we were, we've been tight for like six years now. Mm-hmm. Like we've just been like super like close knit. We have very similar like thought processes mm-hmm. and like just musical styles as well. Yeah. Um, I also knew like on Z1, just because they've helped me out in so many dark places in my life. Like I, I really wanted to make sure that I had them on the album. Cause I was like, of course, like you're part of my mm-hmm. life and like Z1 is my life. So mm-hmm. like you're in the, you're in yeah. my album. Like by default. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think with burn with Patey, um, it was just very much like it, it was a given. I wrote the song on piano and I like recorded it immediately sent it to them. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need you on this please. And they're like, <laughs> yes, period. I was like, okay, amazing. Um, with run it up, Maya and I wrote that over FaceTime actually okay. yeah in the during like the like peak peak pandemic time of 2020 like mm-hmm. probably like June July okay yeah um probably May June honestly like really summer mm-hmm. summer <laughs> um and then with happiest I've ever been I was I knew I wanted Maya on it because it was such like a, a sun and moon kind of dynamic from run it up yeah I feel like run it up is like this like edgy poppy like really like high energy and yeah. happiest I've ever been is like rock mellow like yeah you know somber and I was like I feel like we should we could body both of these kind of sounds <laughs> so I'm like we should do this and then release the second song and have it be like completely different mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah with um kind of continuing to talk about run it up with that being I guess like the lead single for the re-release at least for the <laughs> get better release. Um, why do you think that one was the one that you wanted to have be a lot of people's first impression? Because especially the rest of the album is going all over the place, doing so many different things. It's not just an album full of run it ups. Yeah. Um, why was that one the one that stood out? Like, I want this to be my first impression, kind of the people's gateway into the album once it does now that it is out. <laughs> yeah, I think run it up is like the the like it's very much like the statement song of the album mm-hmm. um, or one of them, I would say, but I think run it up is like the most heavy hitting. It's so like immediately like, when people hear it, they're just like intrigued, even if they don't necessarily like it, like they're like, okay, like there's something happening there's something going on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I knew that that would be kind of like the attention grabber of the album. So I was like, I, I would any like with Z one, I'm like, run it up. That, that should be the first one. It's the yeah. one that will get people's attention and will it's yeah. controversial in some ways. Like, you know, yeah, I yeah, just it, it'll be a good hook for yes, a lot of people. Exactly. Um, cool. With not really hindsight, it's been a day since the album's <laughs> been out, but you've been with it for four years now, yeah. uh, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your, I guess, like favorite moments? Either is something that you were like responsible for recently, or I mean, pretty much everything, um, or just like a moment that really stands out that you're proud of on the album that you're really happy with. Um, and what were some other moments that were maybe 
some particular challenges throughout the creation process that you either had to change the way you were approaching something or just were like a temporary roadblock? Kind of the highs and lows. Yeah. Wanna talk about both of those. Yeah, I think a lot of Z1 was written in sadness, which is like mm-hmm. kind of like interesting, but it's because it's it has so much heart in it, you know. Um, I think I am, I'm just proud of the whole experience, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had like really like bad mental health scare in 2021, right before I like released the album and or not like before I even wrote the album, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and I just I'd really lost myself. I was so busy, like trying to like please other people and trying to like, you know, mold myself to fit into other identities that I just couldn't even figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a long roadblock. Like as I, once I moved here in 2020, I just was like, I don't even want to make music anymore. You know, like I was like, I'll just like, you know, I'll do something else. Like, you know, I'll just like live, I'll do something and just be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like detached from music for a little bit, which was so weird. Cause I've yeah. always been like a musician. Literally. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I ended up like having a mental health scare and my mom flew in town and she was like, I think you should put this in music. Like, I think you should start writing and like mm-hmm. put this in the music. Um, and I, the first song I wrote was Icarus. Um, and I just really, like, it was, it was so therapeutic and like, it was, you know, it was kind of like a, a process, definitely yeah. like emotionally very draining and taxing to write Z1. Um, but it, it felt so like, ha- like I felt so great when I heard every song released. Like I yeah. was like, this is, this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and like with all around the world, that was such a, a high of this album. Um, I'd had yeah. the beat for it and like the chorus for so long. The all around the world, yeah. Like I was like, I've like I, I watched the Cheetah Girls one time, and I was like, I want this to like, <laughs> I like I saw it, I saw it recently as like a twenty one year old, and I was like, I need this to be yeah like in the album. Um, but I had thought about it for so long, you know, and I I had just gone through so many different rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. Um, but that when I actually was able to concretely say like, all this is how all around the world is. And I wrote it. I was so just happy, like over the moon. Cause I was like, I don't even know if it's still going to be on the album. Like I was so sad, but I ended up writing it and I was so happy. It was yeah. just like, yay, it made it. Out, yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, maybe you kind of already answered this, but do you remember the first time, whether it was just now with the release of Z1 or maybe even an earlier time and you really felt like you were musically and artistically accomplishing what you wanted to with your music, whether it was under the Zora name or any other names you've used or anything. Do you remember the first time you really felt like, yes, this is, this is the music I want to make. This is accomplishing exactly everything in my brain, or at least as close as I can get it to what was in my brain. Yeah. I think it, it was definitely a process with that of um, kind of going through different transformations in my life and just really, mm-hmm becoming like closer to myself and feeling more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like at every phase in my life, I've always felt like my music was like, Oh, this is exactly how I feel. Like, you know, yeah. um, I think there was like, there was a time where I would just write like very, just like love songs like, that I could not connect to at all. I was just like, <laughs> Oh yeah, baby, come back to me. Or like something <laughs> like randomly. I would say like really like 2019 was a pretty big turning point for me. That's when I started writing more. And also when I lived alone for the first time, so I was able to really kind of hone in on like, like I was able to like hear what was going on inside my head and like not have any extra, like, like anything. Like I was like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. And it was like, that's when I wrote perfect during that summer. And like, there is, um, it was so interesting. Cause I didn't even know what was happening really. Like I was just like writing these songs and I was like, 
I don't even know where this is going. Yeah. Like, I was like, I have no idea what's happening, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, this is just how I'm emoting right now. Yeah. Um, I think really like with 2019, that was something that combined with like the knowledge that I have of like Dawes and like with logic and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, kind of molded my whole like sound into being like what it is now. But mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's been a process, which rings true, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do you have? I mean, again, this is a silly question to ask after the album's been out for like one day. Um, I hope you're able to take at least some space and relax and kind of bask in the glow of the fact that you put something like this out and you're able to you release an album, which is a huge deal, just no matter what for anybody. It's crazy. Um, but what does the future hold for for you and for your music? And I know we were kind of talking before the interview about trying to get out and play live here in the cities. Um, but even beyond that, what do you... Do you have any idea of what you're going or what you're going for next or maybe just kind of basking in the moment? <laughs> yeah, I like I'm I'm never I've like I'm I wish I was easier on myself, but I'm always <laughs> doing something else. <laughs> um I definitely want to hopefully tour in the, okay. the coming months. Um I'm looking forward to it. I just want to thank also like the team make it better for like everything that they've done. Like in the past like few yeah. months, it's been so amazing. It's like so busy, but like amazing. Yeah. Um but yeah, I definitely want to tour. Um, I also am like kind of like my mom's a writer and director, so I kind of okay. picked up a little bit of that. Um, but I recently got some new camera gear, so oh. I really want to write or make some music videos okay. for a lot of the songs. So stay tuned for yeah, that. That'll keep you busy. <laughs> yes. And then of course, like I'm working on new music, like as they always say. Yeah. But like, yeah, I it's coming soon. You know, I am very I'm excited for this new phase as well. Like I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, this no. <laughs> like Z2 is kind of like um like it's it's real yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. People if they aren't already excited, get excited for Z2. Um I like uh, kind of wrapping interviews up the same way. I kind of like to start them the same way. Um, in the few years that you've been here in Minneapolis and you've started to develop and become a part of the community and just really feel at home, uh, do you have any recommendations or like shout outs for other local artists or bands that either you're just a big fan of, even if you don't know them, or like just your friends that are making music or even some other people from across the country that you've worked with and want to just turn people on to and, and like, hey, check them out um yeah. maybe this is the time of the show when people kind of pull out their spotify's or their band camps <laughs> or whatever but just love to hear people kind of sharing the love and spreading um just shouting out friends and everything yeah i think um with a lot of the artists that i've met um i would definitely want to shout out yoni my my ballroom sister and sister um she is a my lead choreographer and dancer and she's just an amazing 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 person mm-hmm. and friend um her instagram is yoni light um, and she is just a light, literally. It's just <laughs> a, such a joy. Um, and my sister Dawn has also just been amazing as well. I think um, she's just, she's excelled in everything that she's done when, mm-hmm. they're, when it comes to the ballroom community, everything. Like she is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, my house, the house of Escada and the house of Old Navy, I want to thank them as well. Just mm-hmm. shout them out like, hey. hey. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, in terms of artists, like Petey, Maya Thornton, like definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. Um my friend Kiri also is amazing. She is um, a becoming artist as well. And she is so cool. And she's so young. I'm like, oh my God, and, like she's doing the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It, there's no way to cover everybody. It's oh, just, yeah, right. yeah. So many people. Like a list. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> um, cool. Well, as we, I'm sure you people have 
deduced. Uh, Z1 is out now at the time you're listening. Uh, find it on any streaming services on Bandcamp. I believe cassettes are still available. Yes. Yep. Um, you can order those, I think, both through Get Better and through your Bandcamp. Yep. So check those out. Um, where can people find you if they want to stay tuned on Z2 and other music videos and yes. just all the goings on in your life? Yes, on all my Instagrams, Twitters, uh, Zora.com, spelled out like Z-O-R-A-D-O-T-C-O-M. All right. Um, yeah, keep, cool. keep you posted. Yeah, keep you posted. <laughs> all right, check it out. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, Zora, to oh. chat about the album. Congratulations. Yes, um, thank Really you. appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> the Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode... Please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>